Good evening, friends. It's Jennifer here. Um, weird that I just said Jennifer since I usually say Jen. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> I wanted to do my little daily audio today. Just got off the phone with my ex-husband. We have these... He's actually very similar to my older brother. We have these moments where we just talk for a long period of time about lots of different things and then we will go without talking for like months and months and then we'll get on the phone randomly about our daughter and it'll be another two-hour conversation (laughs) and that's just kind of what we do um one thing that we were talking about on the phone tonight um is something we talk a lot about is politics and social justice and things like that because we're we just align on those issues and so sometimes we'll kind of use each other as sounding boards um of solidarity during some of these times when uh the world's very divided um and it just got me talking about a book called the sum of us which is a book about it basically debunks the myth of the zero-sum game and it speaks to how equality and social justice actually elevates everybody's position in this world, but people don't see or understand that. So this book is backed by facts. Um, A perfect metaphor and example used in the book to kind of launch the book and the idea of the book itself um, is back in the 1950s, when they started coming out with these anti-segregation laws, civil rights laws, um, you would have these white, predominantly white communities um, that were fighting these laws. Um, you you always had the centerpiece of the swimming pool, and you know these these small communities would have this place, this pool where white kids could go and enjoy their summers. And when they started to force integration, these communities, instead of allowing blacks to attend the pool so that all kids could enjoy this luxury during hot summer days and nights, they chose to actually fill these pools in with concrete. Because if they had to share that luxury with black people, They chose instead to have nobody share in that enjoyment. So what happened was nobody got to enjoy this wonderful thing because they were so anti-desegregation, which is absurd. So she used that as a metaphor for really economics in general in this country and how if we actually did what it takes to to help those at the bottom, those that are below poverty level, for example, those that need more funds to get a better education, those that basically what the far right likes to term as an evil word socialism, which socialism actually is not. But for this example, anything that allows... a a share of wealth in some capacity for things like public works and uh, things that are going to be an investment in our society for the long term, especially 
with regards to our children, with education and poverty levels and, um, you know, anything that benefits a society for the better. Um, it actually raises everybody's position in society. And there is data to back this up in this book. So that myth of the zero-sum game and that if one person gains, someone else has to lose, it's debunked. It's just not true. And that is what democratic societies are supposed to do. They are supposed to raise the level of life and the level of liberty and the level of happiness for everybody. It's supposed to raise the level of opportunity for everybody. And no, that's not socialism. Socialism is when the government takes over the means of production in all areas of our economy. That is not happening. That never will happen in this country. It's ridiculous to say that it, that it is or that it's even close to anywhere near that. This is talking about saying that the government has a role to play in terms of infrastructure, in terms of uh, regulation, business regulation, so that we, we don't end up an oligarchy and with corporate corporations taking over everything. Um, and then, you know, social justice, being able to allow for every single child to get equal education and access to food and all of those important things that help societies thrive. That is what we're talking about. And that is what people on the left, Democrats, are fighting for. That and frankly, right now, we're just fighting for the basic law and order and um, adhering to laws and having the rule of law mean something because that's at stake as well. Because you cannot have a democracy or a free society without acknowledging that nobody is above the law and that laws are consistent and that they're, they make sense and that they promote equality, all of that. So in a nutshell, I just wanted to take this opportunity to put this out there because there's just so much misinformation out there. And I just have to say, there's so many experts who've actually done this research. If you're just willing to read a little bit about it. Um, I granted, I become obsessed with topics, especially so, so social justice topics. And I do read a lot of nonfiction. I do read a lot of experts who have based their academic work around these issues because they are the ones who can back it up with facts and data and, and true research. And instead of getting my information from, say, a propaganda site, whether it's on the left or the right, I'm a, able to distinguish between the two because I am educated and because I have chosen a path of education um, particularly higher education that really teaches you to decipher between what is truly sound information and research versus what news sites might be pushing an agenda, for example. So again, I really think if you're of the party that's trying to privatize education, which is not held to certain standards, and does not require that every single person in this country get an education, you're doing a disservice to our country. We must have a strong public education system. 
we must have policies in place that feed our children so that the poverty level is lowered. Um, we had those child tax credits in place during COVID that have now ended. And again, every Republican voted against it. Um, that was part of the Build Back Better package, I believe, that was voted down. Every Republican voted against it and a couple of Democrats. So for various reasons, but that child tax credit completely obliterated the child poverty numbers and raised so many kids out of poverty and out of food insecurity. That's the word I was actually looking for, not poverty, but food insecurity. They were able to get the food that they needed because of these child tax credits. And I just don't think people on the right understand how important that is for our future to set our kids up to succeed to have a strong strongly led democratic society they're our future they're the ones who are going to be filling our roles and it's been proven that when you have kids who are undernourished they're going to fall behind the academic spectrum and it is it is in our best interest that all of our kids are educated. This isn't a competition. This is an ability to be able to view our world as it is accurately and to be able to solve the problems that are going to, these kids are going to be facing someday that we're facing now with, with so many things like climate change and um, so many other pressing issues. Right now, one of the other huge issues right now is voting rights. If we can't do something about these voter suppression laws in these 19 Republican-led states, we're going to have a minority continue to overtake all of our state legislatures, and then we're going to continue to have originalists on the Supreme Court voting down any federal laws so that states take over all the laws. And then it's this cascading effect into oligarchy like we saw pre-Civil War. It's history repeating itself. So again, education, so important. And it's, it's frustrating to watch all this happen and know what the consequences are when so many don't understand. So um, that's my little rant for the day. Um, there's so much I could say about this topic and other topics. Um, but it's just something that was on my mind, needed to put it out there. We need to start fighting back on disinformation. As I mean, some of us are trying, um, but we need to keep trying and just make our voices heard about what's actually going on, how information wars are fought. I said to my ex on the phone tonight, one of the ways that information wars are fought is by keeping the media, you know, keeping them flooded with culture war type stuff, stuff that, that really, at the end of the day, doesn't matter. Um, it, it does matter, but it's, it's really more of a distraction causing a boogeyman, for example, like critical race theory and um, immigrants coming over the border. These are all like, dog whistles for 
raising the the heat in debate and causing division between the two parties, keeping them fighting so that the elites can slide in underneath and do all the truly illegal stuff without notice. All right. So, for example, something we don't hear enough about is that Trump has stolen highly classified documents from the White House and is housing them, if not already has destroyed them, these documents at Mar-a-Lago. So this is a story that has been in the news, but it's just kind of flying under the radar. No one's making a big deal about it because what they're doing is they're trying to draw your attention away into these other much less important issues like critical race theory um, or anti-mask crusades, anti-vax crusades, all of that stuff. So again, it's just really important to find sources that are keeping track of this stuff that is actually happening at the highest levels that doesn't get the traction that other news stories get. And part of that is being trained to know who the experts are, who you can trust, what's backed by facts and data and actual provable documents. And again, it all comes back to education. And something else people don't talk about is the attacks on education run deeper than just arguments against funding it. Um, you have people on far right, on the far right, who are running for school boards, who are perpetuating these culture wars, like critical race theory, like anti-vax, anti-mask people. They're lighting a fire under these people to run for school boards so that they can vote against public education's best interests because it is in their it is their desire to destroy public education and privatize it, which would be disastrous for democracy. And that's also not talked about enough in the media because it flies under the radar and there's just so many critical things to talk about that are truly attacking the fundamental base of our democracy right now between voting rights and destroying public education and, you know, not holding people in power accountable for their lies. Um, the insurrection, perfect example of, I mean, an actual attack on our nation's capital that, again, has been minimized and minimized and minimized by far-right propaganda and even in the mainstream to some extent. So these are just all very concerning, and I'm really, as much as I despise the Ukraine dispute and Putin for being the authoritarian monster that he is, um, thinking that one man can just go in and start a war is insanity. And if there's anything that is more of an argument than that for democracy, someone tell me. Because one man shouldn't be able to control an entire war and and destroy an entire country of people. It's insane. We're in the 21st century. This is why we need democracy. We need people-led governments voted by the majority. And we need checks and balances so that no one person has that much power. Period.
So again, I know I'm going a little bit on a rant here, but I just can't state enough how we have to go back to basics, fundamental basics of democracy. We have to ensure that everybody gets a vote. We have to fund our public education. Those are my two biggest issues. Uh, And then a third, if I may, getting dark money out of politics, period, because we won't be able to vote for the best candidates unless we take that influence of money out of it as well. So that would be number three. So between those three things, those are my biggest issues. Um, Putting them out there. If anyone hears this and you want more information or to talk about it, I'm always up for it. It's a passion of mine. Um, But yeah, that's all I got tonight. It was on my mind, so thought I'd put it out there. Talk to you tomorrow.